0: Welcome to Women's Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all walks of life. Myself, Raymonda Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Women Thrive podcast. I am your host today, Abigail Rebecca. And today we're going to be talking about stress and burnout, and more specifically, how to prevent it. We've got an expert who's going to be speaking not only on the podcast today, but also on our stage. So I would love to introduce you to Dr. Shola Togan Butler, who is the founder, CEO, and psychotherapist at Butterfly Counseling Services. She established Butterfly Counseling Services to make mental health services accessible and affordable to a diverse client population and challenge the stigma associated with receiving mental health services. I absolutely love that. We love you. Shola, it's so lovely to have you here today on our podcast. Welcome.
0: Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, it's
1: going to be a good one. I think well i know it with day to day conversations mm-hmm. with so many humans but especially women burnout is real stress i was talking about it the other day actually with someone i think i might have put a social media post about this real pressure that we can put on ourselves to do more and be more and to fit into a perception that we might have of ourselves or society has of, of us. And we can really work hard, work mm-hmm. really hard and get so stressed yes. out about things and burn out. So this is such a fantastic episode. And I'm so, I've been so looking forward to having this conversation with you. Do you mind explaining a little bit more in your words about what you do and how you
0: help to serve? your clients in the world. Absolutely. So I am a licensed clinical therapist and a certified professional life coach. And as you mentioned, I have been in the mental health field for a number of years. So I'm very passionate about mental health. And in my work as a mental health professional, it became very evident to me, the ways in which women struggle with stress management and burnout because of the expectations that are placed on women. So women are socialized in certain ways that could potentially put them on the path to burnout. So they're getting these messages from society, from their family, from the media that you always have to be available, uh, not setting boundaries, not putting yourself first. And that's when I realized that something needed to change. And that's when I put together my coaching program where I felt that I want to work with women specifically on techniques that are not addressed that put us on the path to burnout. And that is that socialization, that. We have to be every woman. We have to do everything. And I just see a lot of women who are just burnt out, who are just exhausted and they struggle with changing this message that has been given to them and that they have in turn internalized and it impacts how they take care of themselves. Mm.
1: I really love that you're you're really talking into this expectation that society can place on women to be a certain way. And for us to live up to those expectations. You mentioned there are a couple of things like not setting boundaries and not putting ourselves first. I I mean, I don't want to be general about it, of course, but what is it around not putting ourselves first?
0: Why is it a thing? Because it seems to be like a thing. Right, exactly. Because the idea is when we look at gender roles, that women are the caregivers, they're the caretakers, they're the ones that wear children. So the idea is it's so important that that comes first. And what we fail to realize is there is a balance where two things can be true at the same time. I can take care of my kids and take care of myself. So that's the message sometimes culturally for some women where it's like, this is your role As a woman, and that comes first and you saying no to that role or you wanting to set healthy boundaries, it's very much frowned upon, it's um, punished or it's discouraged. So unfortunately, some women just suffer in silence. And that's what I see. And that's the pain of it, where it's like, because of these roles and these expectations, I can't take care of myself. Like it's frowned upon for me to want to put my own needs first so I think that the roles that some women have been told they have to adhere to, those come first. It's very difficult for them to challenge the idea that I can come first or there can be more of a balance.
1: Here's, here's what I found through my own experience of really having huge corporate burnout and then yeah. leaving corporate because of my burnout and then just creating exactly the same burnout in my business when I just started it right just repeating that cycle here's what I've discovered from that is that sometimes it can be you can be so in the hustle yes and the stress that you don't even realize that you're mm-hmm. burnt out burnt out sometimes until it's too late and you talk a lot about prevention it's not a cure it's a right. prevention mm-hmm. so I guess it's like my question to you is how how would you know, like, how would you even begin to comprehend that you might be in that burnout state so that you can kind of nip it in the bud and prevent it instead of going right through?
0: Absolutely. And I was just thinking about what you said earlier about the the hustle culture, how it's been kind of shown to us that we have to hustle. We always have to be moving and doing things and we shouldn't be resting. And the one thing I always say is we need to listen to our body our body has a way of communicating with us that we are feeling burnt out. So for example, people complain about headaches. You're having headaches or they have muscle tension or you're feeling fatigued or there's gastrointestinal issues. Like your body's telling you like, hey, you need to slow down and we need to listen to our body in terms of the message that it's given to us. Because when working with women around burnout, that's what they tell me. I'm like, what are some of the, physiological symptoms that you're experiencing. And it's very similar. They are having headaches, they're fatigued, they're tired, stomach ache. Those are signs physiologically that you're on the path to burnout. Now, emotionally, people talk about depression, just persistent feelings of sadness, feelings of hopelessness. There's so much on my plate. I just don't think I'm gonna get all of this done. There's anxiety about the next day where like just going into work is anxiety provoking for them. So I always tell my clients, pay attention to what your body is telling you. Pay attention to what your emotions are telling you because often they're letting you know that we're tired, we're on the path to burnout. And also the impact on our interpersonal relationships are also signs that we might be on the path to burnout.
1: I almost feel like it's in certain environments like corporate, for example, obviously not all corporate businesses, but certainly in my experience and from a lot of women that I've spoken to is almost like a badge of honor. If you're working hard, you're doing a good job. Yes. It's, it's our condition, don't we, to work hard?
0: We are. We are. Sometimes, again, the corporate culture where the first one and the last one out, mm-hmm. I've had clients say to me, or not saying no to projects, even though you're already overwhelmed or even saying not right now, I can't do that because if I do that, according to my corporate culture, I'm not a team player. And they keep going and going and going until your body forces you at some point to take a break.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yes. There's so much shame around saying no. Yes. Yes, there is. And I think in general, it's also as women, I think that we can carry a lot of shame around. Saying no, like being people pleasers. We want to make sure that everyone's happy. We want to make sure that everyone has got care with a
0: detriment to ourselves. Yes, absolutely. So when clients say, I struggle with saying no, I start working with them on what about not right now? Mm. And people feel a lot more comfortable with that where you're saying, I can't do the project on Wednesday, but next Monday I'm free, I can do it then. So moving things around because you want to be true, to yourself as well. And they are healthy boundaries. And boundaries are just guidelines and rules about how we want to be treated. And being true to ourselves, it really is about balance. Like, yes, I want to get my work done and I want to take care of myself as well. So it's the whole idea of being a dialectical thinker. Two things can be true. I can be present for others and I can be present for myself and trying to figure out what that balance looks like. Mm -hmm.
1: That is so simple. Mm-hmm. Well, you've just shared. So mm-hmm. it's not a no, I'm still accommodating. I still want to help. Yes. It's just that I can't do it right now. <laughs> but I'm gonna I I can do it at a time that's more suitable for for me. Exactly. Before we started recording, you were talking about sometimes there can be this expectation that really the burnout prevention and taking care of ourselves and little tips and exercises could be, or not little, sorry, big tips and exercises, because <laughs> this is life-changing stuff, right? Let's not be in that. <laughs> People can sometimes have an expectation that it might be an hour, it's going to take so much of my time, but you were saying that there are some simple exercises that can be introduced that could just take five or 10 minutes for the prevention of stress and burnout.
0: Would you be open to sharing some of those with us? Sure, absolutely. And it's important to me because one of the major barriers I hear when it comes to stress management and burnout prevention is I don't have time. So one thing I say to women is that if you have five to 10 minutes, you can engage in exercises that can give you what is called a nervous system reset. So one of my favorites is soothing with the senses. So even if I'm sitting on my desk, what is something that I can see that is very soothing for me? What is something that I can hear? So I love like bossa nova. So I'll play jazz music and just listen to that for about five minutes. Very soothing. What is something that I could taste? Like making like maybe a cup of tea, maybe tea with mint that could be soothing. What is it that I can touch that's very soothing for me. So we call this soothing with the senses. So we can literally do that at our desk for like five to 10 minutes that can give us a nervous system reset. Another one that I really enjoy is deep breathing. So we tend to breathe very shallow. So deep breathing means just kind of closing your eyes and just going to your happy place. Where's your happy place? So to me, it's like by the ocean, I can hear the seagulls, I can just feel the wind just by going to my happy place in my mind. And then I do some deep breathing and that's kind of breathing into you, feel the belly and then blowing out very slowly, like you're like a straw and then breathing out that way for five minutes. And I can literally feel my body start to calm down. So these are some techniques that we can do five to 10 minutes. Sometimes it's going outside. Something about if it's a beautiful day, the sun just hitting your face for like five to 10 minutes can also give us that nervous system reset. So when I talk to women about five to 10 minutes, it's like, you know what? I could do that. I have five minutes, I have 10 minutes. So I'm like, go to your schedule, go to your Google calendar, your Outlook calendar and put it in. You have a five minute break, putting an activity that you could do soothing with the senses or maybe some deep breathing. And once it's on your calendar, I feel like you're committed to it now, almost like an appointment like if i have an appointment on my calendar it's going to happen i put my self care on my calendar so oh that's 5 minutes i'm going to get a cup of tea for the next 5 minutes i'm going to soothe with taste taste that tea close my eyes relax and enjoy that 5 minutes i love what you're sharing i my my calendar
1: has got my self care practices in there yes i also love to i love to meditate breathe kandalini, yoga yes I have to make an appointment with myself, otherwise I revert back to my deep conditioning and just keep on going. It's important that we make those appointments with
0: ourselves, just as important as meetings with others. Absolutely. Just we want to take care of ourselves the way that we take care of others. Mm. Um, We're present for others. We help others and we want to pour that energy into ourselves as well and making sure that we do have those appointments with self so that we do have that self-care, even if it's five minutes. So it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. It's amazing what five minutes of a reset can really do. And that's the preventive aspect of of self-care.
1: Yeah. And I'd really love, I would love to hear from you actually, as Mm -hmm. you're listening and watching this, either reach out to us here at Women Thrive or reach out directly to Dr. Shola just to share how that's going for you, because it is, so simple to implement and doesn't take much time at all but the effects are incredible i love to go outside into i i mean i'm very lucky i live in the countryside i've got a garden there's grass i like to go out, i like to take my shoes off and just go like just stand in the grass barefoot and take some nice yes. fresh breaths mm mm-hmm. And even if I didn't have a garden, at least like like you said, just outside and just fresh breath. And I feel like that really helps us to come out of the brain, the mind, where the worry and the stress and the monkey brain chatter and I'm yes. not sitting up and all of that going around, mm-hmm. actually coming into our bodies to be able to t-
0: just ground ourselves in that way. Absolutely. And that reminds me of um, positive affirmations. I I say to my clients, be mindful of what you say to yourself because your mind is listening. So saying things to yourself, I am beautiful, I got this. I will figure this out. And your mind is taking that in while you're doing your deep breathing. Or for example, while you're doing, I teach my clients butterfly tapping. While the body's in a relaxed state, say these positive things to yourself because your body begins to take it in. And when we take in that positivity, the whole goal is to challenge a lot of the negative thoughts. Like, oh, you're not good enough. You'll never figure this out. It begins to challenge those thoughts because those thoughts are powerful. Our thoughts are very powerful in the sense that they impact our emotion and subsequently our behavior. But when we start to challenge them, restructure them and say that I I have this, I've got this, I am good enough then we be, we begin to believe it. We take it in and then we see the impacts not only physiologically or emotionally, we also begin to see it in the work that we do as well. You mentioned that butterfly tapping. Could you share with us what that is? Sure. So tapping allows for the meridian point. So we have meridian points in our bodies. So it allows for energy to flow through the body when we're tapping on those meridian points. So that's what acupuncture is. Where acupuncture, the needles are going into the meridian points in the body. So for example, like right under the collarbone, I tell my clients, almost like a butterfly, you put your hands right under your collarbone and you begin to tap. And sometimes I also include like deep breathing with that as well. And I think the combination of like energy releasing into the body with the deep breathing is very, very relaxing. So some of my clients would do this with a deep breathing or they will do it with um, positive affirmations. Things like, "I, I am beautiful. I am enough. I have this. I will get through this. The answer will come to me as they're doing the butterfly tapping. So as that energy is being released into the body. So this is one of my favorites. I do it five minutes, sometimes in between sessions. And when I'm done, I just feel like, that relaxation like okay I'm ready now for the next client the next session the next project because I've gotten that that reset so that is the the butterfly tapping that I teach my clients as well
1: it's beautiful like I'm swaying
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, sometimes people would oh, hug themselves yeah
1: it does it feels like, a, like a hug yeah um, it really does it feels like a hug I actually do I'm actually an EFT practitioner. Yes, I've never heard it described like that. With Mm -hmm. the butterfly, it's beautiful. It's a look unique. Yes, so simple. It's Mm -hmm. so lovely and nurturing and nourishing. And we deserve this, right? Every we work and we deserve Mm -hmm. the space, the rest.
0: Yes, we do. We do absolutely, and. Sometimes people say, well, I struggle with doing nothing. And I'm like, let's reframe this word nothing because maybe nothing has a negative connotation and let's reframe it to be, it's my time to replenish, to rest, to relax so that you're more motivated to do that. Because the word nothing for for some of my clients is like, oh, that, that has a negative connotation. I'm like, okay, let's change it. It's my relaxation, my respite, my rejuvenation done. And then being committed to that time. Yeah. So, I'd really love to
1: learn a little bit more about the way that you've set up your practice, because I think it's a really beautiful mission. And I'd really love for you to share that
0: with us. Sure. So with mental health and working with a lot of women, that was when I realized the cognitive aspect of burnout. It's because we have been taught a lot of these ideas that we have now internalized. And because we've internalized these ideas, it becomes very difficult for us to take care of ourselves, for us to set boundaries or to be on a path to burnout prevention. So I decided to come together and kind of brainstorm on a coaching program. So my coaching program is called Transformative Women. And what I do is I work with women on ways to transform, to be the person that they want to be. So in terms of how the program itself is structured, so I have online course content videos that my clients will watch and then we'll get together two times a week and then we'll talk about the videos. What are some questions that they have? And a lot of the videos have um, interesting topics. We talk about gender socialization. We talk about quick self-care techniques. We talk about what are some negative thinking patterns that we want to challenge. And then we come together for a live Q&A two times a week and we talk about the videos. What are some questions that we have? What are some techniques that we learned? What are more techniques that we want to incorporate? So I love the live Q&A because it gives us a chance to support each other. In addition, we have a private Facebook group where we can kind of upload our worksheets. So we have worksheets that we use to practice these techniques because the best way to learn the techniques is to practice them. So we talk about the worksheets, what questions do we have about the worksheets, as well as videos that demonstrate um, those techniques as well. So that is the, the program that I put together, Transformative Women, where we're specifically focusing on the needs of women. And it's based on my research, it's based on being a mental health professional and what I've seen. And then putting this program together that incorporates the cognitive component of burnout prevention, as well as the emotional component of burnout prevention, and then the power of a support group consisting of all the women who want to be on that path to transformation. Mm, I think these
1: communities are so important. I mean, we can both testify to that, even with the community at Women Thrive, right? We thrive when we're together, when we come in community, when we don't feel alone, when we have a shared purpose and mission and vision. I love creating communities around your work as well. It's so important.
0: Yeah, support groups are so powerful. I remember years ago, I've, I've run support groups and there's something amazing about looking at the group, how everybody just comes together and supports each other and just knowing that you're not alone in what you're going through and listening to other people's lived experiences. And that's why narrative therapy is so powerful because in putting this program together, it's also my narrative of being a mother. I was a full-time professor running a business and realizing like, if I didn't start taking care of myself, I was going to be on the path to burnout or my daughter letting me know through her artwork at the age of about five or six that mom, you're not present and realizing that I needed to make some changes. So being able to share my own story with women that I was on the path to burnout because I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I was a full-time professor. I was doing a PhD, trying to run a business and realizing that something needed to change. I needed to have a balance in my life.
1: When you think about the future, what would you like to see happen through your work? Like what's the legacy that you'd like to
0: leave? The most important legacy to me is the power of women. Women, we are so powerful. We are so powerful and we make so many changes individually with our families and a societal level. And we deserve to make those changes within ourselves as well just so that the love and the help and the support that we give to others, that we deserve that for ourselves as well. And we deserve to have that without feelings of shame or without feelings of guilt. And to understand that when we take care of ourselves, we can empower ourselves and continue to empower others. And I always think of the narrative when you're on the plane, put the mask on yourself first, before you put the mask on others. So all the beauty that we do in our work and we do for others, let's continue to do that for ourselves because we are very much deserving of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we get to choose, right? We get to choose to do that. Yes. The techniques that you've just shared,
0: Mm.
1: so easy, so impactful and effective and powerful, but so easy to implement. We can choose to do that every single day. Yes,
0: we can choose to do that. And that's the power also visualization, just putting it on our calendar because on our calendar, sometimes things that we're doing for other people. So now I'm going to put on my calendar what I'm going to do for me. And that is okay because I deserve it. And there's no shame and there's no guilt in doing that. I was just sharing with the colleague, I have a routine every Saturday. I do not get out of bed until 12 p.m. That is my self-care, not getting out of bed till 12 p.m. That is my time, meditation, prayer, maybe catch up on some YouTube videos. Some people I follow on TikTok, that is my time. And I have no guilt or shame about that because I know Monday to Friday, I'm helping others. I'm present for others. Saturday until noon, I'm in bed. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love, I do the same
1: on a Monday morning. Yes, I'm like, no calls. Yes, I am. Nothing, just me. Like I might do some work, but I'm
0: in bed. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's so luxurious, right? It's just such a gift. (laughs) Beautiful, it's a gift, and I love it. I love every moment of it.
1: (laughs) I feel like we've really covered a lot of ground on the podcast today, and some. Amazing takeaways and techniques um, for all of us, really, to to try and to play with. We're really looking forward to your talk on the Women Thrive Summit as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're going to be talking about on the stage
0: in March? Yes, I am super excited about the talk and just the community of women. I've just made some great connections. Some wonderful friendships. And my talk is going to be about how do we address the emotional and cognitive components of burnout prevention? And the reason is because some burnout prevention programs out there fail to address that component. And if we do not address that component, it's going to be difficult for us to manage self-care or not potentially burnout. Because when we think of burnout prevention, the first thing women have told me is, oh, I need to go exercise or I need to go for a walk. I need to go for deep breathing. That's all important. But what about the emotional component that can potentially put us on the path to burnout? Or what about the cognitive component that could also put us on the path to burnout? So burnout prevention needs to be holistic. So that is what my talk is going to be about, a holistic prevention that can help us minimize stress and prevent burnout. So we're going to look at all those factors and how all those factors need to be addressed to make sure that we minimize stress, we prevent burnout, and we transform into the women that we want to be. Fantastic, can't wait. Can't (laughs) wait to
1: see you on the Women Thrive stage. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and your knowledge and your expertise and I love that you've done so much research in this area, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. We, we're, we're so lucky to have you. We're so lucky to have you helping women. Where can people find you?
0: Sure. The best way to find me is via email. So it is drsola at transformative.cc or you can visit my website at www.transformative.cc. Um, I respond to email. So that's always the best place to reach me. So I would look look forward to hear from you and let me know your thoughts about about the podcast. Fantastic. Thank
1: you. And we're going to put all the links below as well. So you'll be able good. to visit the website from there. Thank you so much for coming and being a guest on our podcast today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Sheila. And thank you so much for watching, for listening. We'd love to know your thoughts, your feedback, how you're incorporating those practices into your day-to-day. Remember to block out that time for yourself. It's only going to take five, 10 minutes. Dr. Shula has shared some really amazing, very effective and impactful techniques. And remember, I know that you are in our community, that you're listening our podcast because you have a mission and a vision and you're doing some important work in this world and you're not going to be able to do that if you're burnt out. So it's very, very important for us as entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, founders, leaders to really take care of ourselves because we have important work to do in this world. So please remember to take a minute and give yourself that self-care and self-love and time out. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this, and we will see you on the next episode of the Women Thrive Podcast.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing
1: your dreams.